Hello and welcome to another episode of Wake Up and Live. It is Chantelle Simone here, your life purpose engineer, helping you navigate life on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose. And today's guest is, we have a very special guest today, is Ms. Dr. Marlena, and she has a story to tell. Not only are we connected from a spiritual perspective, from the message perspective of why we're here and what we're actually doing, but as the conversations continue to happen, we realize how much that we are aligned in this journey. Absolutely. Yeah, so it is my honor to have her here. I met her recently at an event in Chicago, and that just shows you to show up and show out and let God move. So. Please help me welcome Ms. Dr. Marlena. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. So today, I just wanted, first of all, give you a chance to just introduce yourself, let people know who you are, a little bit about your background. Okay. Well, I'm Dr. Marlena. I am the founder of Purpose and Passion. Mm. Oh, did you love it? Yes. Uh, where I help women move from their adversity into their prosperity. And my background, I'm a doctor of management, organizational development and change is my emphasis. So in the corporate world, I'm an HR director. And I was seeing women come across my desk, um, suffering in silence, sick, uh, some were, you know, as they say, dead at 25, buried at 75. And I just started asking the questions and, and you know, how, how did they get in that state? Mm. And having had my own journey of dying literally on the operating table, um, I figured it was time to yes. put my gifts into play. Okay, so I don't know if you guys caught that, but she actually was really literal when she said that. She did have a journey where she did pass on the operating table, which we will absolutely get into. So what I really love is that you, you're multifaceted, yes. right? You have gone through so many different elements in life and different phases and, and you started with a question and, and being curious. And that was, that was it. That just hit me too, because I even said, it even on my website that my story started with a question because I was wondering why so many people are suffering. <laughs> Why so many people are unhappy living this, like, is this what God created us to be? So is that where you started? <laughs> Excuse me, yes. Mm -hmm. So the question was, how did they get there? Mm -hmm. How did I get there? Yes. So, I'm going to get you some water. Some water. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Great gift. Come on and cough all over. <laughs> well, you know what? That's just a sign because when we're about to get into something real, you know that there's forces that try to stop. Absolutely, <laughs> we're gonna press through. So give me one moment. One hundred percent. There you are. And I'm gonna check in on our Instagram crew. Hello, everyone. Okay. We are just doing a putting that there live. Okay. So yes, please continue. So, asking the question that like. How did they get to where they were to suffering in silence? Um, literally, you know, I, mean, I literally died, but they, they're, you know, dying figuratively. Um, just started asking the questions. Mm -hmm. and, and then I thought about my journey. Mine was because I was trying to fix myself. 
Mm. Now, I've been in church all my life, so mm-hmm. I had a relationship with God, but what we tend to do is try and serve two masters. Okay. So I, I was doing my work in the church, and I was doing my work in the corporate world. But I clearly had years where I knew where my ministry should go, mm-hmm. but I straddled because of the secondary game. So who? what were your two masters, would you say? Um, my corporate paycheck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, slip well, into the paycheck. Into the paycheck. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the other one was knowing that there were women who, uh, my ministry is one of presence. Mm-hmm. who just needed someone to be there, no judgment, sit, and, and, and just be a champion for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I did that, but I did it with the strap. Mm-hmm. I did it. I didn't surrender. Right, so if someone right. said I needed help, I would be a resource for them. And I'd go back to my corporate job. Okay. So I was of two months. Okay. To service. So now here's the thing, and I know a lot of the women that I connect with, so a lot of you listening, we often, it's we have that battle. We have that internal struggle. Should I quit my job or should I live my passion? Or should I serve and be this good wife or good husband or a good you know, mother or father? Or do I go live my dreams? So what did you do? How did you discern which one to do and when? Well, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Straight up, I just I didn't, didn't do it. I didn't because the game, the secondary game, was so great at the time. Mm-hmm. Now explain that. What what is secondary game for secondary, those who don't know? It's when I have a pain point, or you have a pain point, but what you're receiving in that pain point is is greater than the the um, discomfort of moving away from it. Mm. So those are the t- people who may have a sickness yes. and they may be able to heal, but because of the attention the sickness gives Absolutely. them, people Absolutely. give them gifts, they check up on yes. they feel love yes. that they actually don't choose proudly to re- as Absolutely. an example. Absolutely, 100 nail on the head. Okay, yes. that's Absolutely. the secondary game. Check. Yes. Got yes. it. We know this. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. And, and because of that, we stay in that same place. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we do is we blame everybody else around us mm-hmm. for us being in that place. That no one understands us. No one understands what we're going through. And I, and to be honest, I thought I was a little selfish. Mm-hmm. Because by man's standard, I had everything. You know, the mm-hmm. husband, the kids, the car, the vacations, all of that. Mm-hmm. And yet I had this emptiness and this void and I, I felt a little bad about complaining because mm. the people that I did talk to would say, you know, I know women, I even would change places with you in a heartbeat. <laughs> the nerve of you to complain about wow. your situation. Wow. So you had all these things that society encourages us to go and get. Yes. So you had the cars. The cars. You had the home. The homes. The homes. The okay. Homes. Let's yes. pluralize that. You had the homes. The homes. You had the husband, you had the, the children. children. Had more than a 2.5, had four. Wow, <laughs> okay, okay. You know, his and her cars, his and her watches, everything you think you could want uh-huh. from a material perspective. And yet, I showed up every day with a mask on of fine and okay, and I was everything but fine and okay. See, that's it right there, mm-hmm. the mask. Yes. Because we get what we 
think that we should have yes. but if we don't go inside into and, and re- take off that mask it's like whose life are we living exactly so what happened with you well i decided well my nest started emptying okay so my, my, two, my two older boys are going off to college the two younger ones were doing them my husband was running the business and i found and i didn't like my job now pay was great but i didn't like it mm. and so i was kind of like how do i fix this and being the fixer for the company in in the house, ah, gastric bypass. Okay. Now the way I got to the gastric bypass was because I wanted to have a baby. Okay. So gotcha. I had had a tool. Again, trying to fix things in life. Okay. So this was you taking control of a situation, of situation. to the point where you're gonna force it <laughs> and go and do a procedure. Didn't even consult God. Didn't consult God. Okay. Now he's okay. my Lord and Savior, you know, but didn't even consult him. Just went on this journey of my own to fix my issue. Well, we do that. We do that, don't women? Women, and we were brought up that way. Be independent, take control. Take control. Okay. So how did that work out? (laughs) (laughs) So from six weeks from the time I went in and saw the, I was going to have the tubal reverse so I could have the baby. Uh Went in, saw the reproductive specialist. He said, "Sure, you're a great candidate, but I need you to lose the 75 to 100 pounds." So I said, okay, gastric bypass, I'll lose it. Six weeks from that, I had the first consult to I was on the table. On the table, I coded twice. Wow. So they literally had to clear. Wow. Me. Yeah, not once, but twice. And when I woke up 11 weeks and two days later. Wow. I, yeah. Been on life support that whole time. So as you were sitting there, did you understand what was happening to you like before like what was that experience before the clear I I have no clue no clue because the last memory I had was being wheeled into the operating room Mm. 11 weeks later I wake up and the nurses who are you where are you do you know what the day is and when I said the day um, whatever 11 weeks and two days in the future in the future and she said, no, it's whatever date. And I, all I remember was, mm. which was, I didn't hear anything. Mm. And what I heard was the machine in the background that was going, which was the ventilator. And then I noticed the tubes all over the place. Oh my God. The, the weave I had gone in there with that day. <laughs> Was the hair was gone. It was, it was the hair was there, but it was braided like pippy long stuff with an afro on top. Nice. And uh, she says, "I'm gonna get the surgeon because you just woke up from being gone, out gone pretty much um, for eleven weeks." My goodness. Okay, so that's interesting that you had no recollection, that you no. just had no clue. No. So you didn't know the clear, you didn't know no. any of that was going on. didn't know about that till I read it in the medical records. Because no one tells you, hey, you know during surgery you died. Wow. I did not, I didn't know. And then furthermore, five years after that, I, I'm just kind of skipping to tell you how you really didn't know. Uh-huh. Five years after that. I'm running to the surgeon one day, he doesn't live too far from me, and he was running across this path. He said, if you get a chance, go back to the hospital and say hi. They ask about you all the time. Well, I didn't know who to say hi to. Uh-huh. So I, but I was obedient uh-huh. one day, and I went, and the nurse gets up, and 
the security takes me in. She said, oh, I know who you are. Your mom, they called her the general. Come on, they take me in. She said, do you remember? She was in bed, da, 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 da. And she, the lady jumps up and she comes around the table, the desk, and she grabs me and she holds me. Oh and she says, tears in her eyes, I bagged you on the operating table. I didn't even know what that meant. She says, I'm the one. I said, back me? She says, yes, when your heart stopped and while they're doing the compressions, they do it with a bag to keep you breathing. She says, you've given me closure that I seldom get. Most people who we bag, they don't make it. And from that point, I've been on this journey wow. to clearly help women connect and move from their adversity into their prosperity. Wow, that yeah. is so yeah. powerful. Yes. Why? We know that everything happens for a reason. For a reason, yes. Why do you think you, you experienced that? Because I wasn't living my purpose. Really? No, again, I, you know, I raised in a church. Uh -huh. I knew that my purpose was to bring others to the kingdom mm -hmm. through my life. But what, and my life was great. But that wasn't the part of the life God wanted people to be fed and led through. Okay. He wanted the true surrender and allow him to be the king. Okay. I have a... A little bit of an out-of-the-box question. Mm -hmm. Would you say that part of your personality is so tenacious, so focused, almost stubborn-like? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. That's what I really want to My husband calls me the boss. The boss. Okay. Because yeah. I say this because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and I always think of other perspectives and the women listening and men listening, sometimes we are so stuck in our own personal yes. desire of how it's going to happen because the how is not up to us. It's not up to us. We need to know the what. So it sounds like that, you know, and, and I always used to say every time God speaks to us all the time mm -hmm. and he'll send us a lesson. If we don't learn, it's going to come back and it's going to be bigger. Yep. So get it. So yours <laughs> got that big. Well, okay, but it didn't start to where it got that, it got that big because uh -huh. I wasn't listening before. So 95 had a car crash mm -hmm. where I broke my leg in two places. Had to be cut out of the car. Okay. One of my sons, he was about 13 months at the time, was in the back seat. The memory I have is someone in white I, I saw an African-American woman in, well, I saw someone in white mm -hmm. take my son out of the car. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing I remember, there was a fireman in the car with me, mm -hmm. and he was taking the jaws of life to pull the car off of my leg where it was crushed against the poles, the pole I hit, and my car. Broke it in two places, had a cast for six months from my toe to the tip of my fanny. Oh my goodness. I still. Still. I still. Okay, so this is this yeah. is a big message yes. for those of you out there yes. where the universe, God, whatever you may call it, is giving you clear signs. Yes. Yes. Crashes, you yes. know, bruises, whatever, yes. big accidents, yes. and you're still persisting. So this is a time yes. if something's going crazy in your life to stop and reflect. Because and not only going crazy, no. 
because remember, still had a good life. Because still had a good life. Was able to buy homes, travel, still had a good life. Uh, he, so he didn't snatch it away, but things were happening to me physically to get my attention to stop mm, and surrender. That's and it. And stop trying to fix it myself. That's it right that there. It. That's yeah. it. Okay, well, that's a very, and thank you so much for yes. sharing that because that's so important. So and important. we don't think that it could actually cost us our life. No, we don't. Right? Until we don't think until it's too late. It's too late. But God gave you another chance. another chance. So when you woke up mm-hmm. and you started, what was it like? Did you. Did you realize all that was happening and why at that time? How long did it take? No, I didn't. When I woke up, um, first thing was, to, you know, after a couple of weeks passed, they get you up to walk. Okay. And they, they prepare you to walk. To walk. And so I tell her, get out of here. I know how to walk. Uh-huh. I've been walking all my life. You know, of I, course. Since I, was a baby, I got this. I got this. <laughs> so they put you on this cart, this cot like thing, and they put this big strap around you, mm-hmm. like a big, like a big, almost like a WWF. Uh, the belt? Yeah, 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 I know those But it's big, and they put it around you, mm-hmm. and they put your shoes on, and they put you on the floor, and they sit you upright, and your feet have to hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And when my feet hit the floor, I buckled. Had this belt not been around me, had the protection of God not been around me, and that's that's what I took from it. Yes. I would have crumbled to the floor, and it was at that point I had to surrender and know that I have no control. Wow. Because something I thought was as simple as walking had moved beyond my control. Wow. And when I surrendered to that situation of crumbling to crumbling, not hitting the floor, because that's the beauty, right? When God has his arms around you, mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily hit the floor, but you have to lean on him. Mm-hmm. And that's when it changed for me. You know, what that says to me mm-hmm. is that God has something so special yes. for you. Yes. That and I know he has something special for each and every one of us. He get, not only did he give you a second life, but he showed you. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. so, it, yes. it's, it's a mixture of beauty yes. and, and a mixture of, of, of hope. You know, that's how I, in, with my lens, I don't know if you felt that. You were like, Stop telling me that. that was not beauty. <laughs> so what happened after Well, that? at that point, what, so Stacy Angel, Mm-hmm. Was my physical therapy. I, I call her Stacy Angel. Her name was Stacy. She was my angel. The days that I didn't want to walk or try and walk because it hurt, mm-hmm. she would come in my room and she'd flip back my covers. Mm-hmm. She'd grab my tennis shoes and she'd put them on and she'd pull me up. <laughs> and she'd make, she'd make me take steps every day. If it was only two, and she put me back. But yes. she didn't give up on me. On the weekends when she wasn't there, another uh, you know uh, angel type would come in. But she was a little different. Hmm. If I said I didn't want to do it, she said, refused, uh-huh. have a good day, and she went on her way. Wow. She was nice, she was kind, and the days that I wanted to, she would, she was willing. Right. But I also saw that if I didn't have a desire to get out of that state, hmm. I was going to still be there. 
Mm -hmm. And also, I couldn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So the days that I had my Stacy Angel mm -hmm. as my coach, as my mentor to get up and get going, mm -hmm. I was able to, it just changed who I was and I got up and did it. I, I got it, I took one step, and before you, you know, you take one, you take another, and before I know it, a couple months had passed, and I was starting to walk again. Your life is so full of such beautiful symbolism. Yes. Oh my goodness, even down to the two people that helped you and took Absolutely. care of you, how you translated, in, translated that into something where you had to make a choice for yourself. Yes. yes. And I, I always say that life speaks to us all the time, and you're personifying that right now. That Absolutely, is it does. Beautiful. It does. So now that God gave you this second chance, yes. or I'm not going to say second, but a, a different chance. A different perspective. A different perspective. Uh, a, a different opportunity to have a different attitude. Okay. Now that's power. Because some, we, we need that yeah, some days. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's our real. We do. So, okay, a different opportunity to have a different attitude. Yes. And then you reintegrate it into life. It's almost as if you started from scratch, would you say? I did. Literally learned to. Uh, so went home on a feeding tube. Wow. So I didn't eat solids for six months. I was homemade. You know a condiment cup? Uh-huh. That's all I could consume for six months. A couple wow. of those a day. Wow. And started there. Now, I look fabulous. I lost 122 pounds. <laughs> Oh, it's a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. but at what cost mm -hmm. to my spirit, to my physical body? Mm -hmm. You know, to to exist off three or four condiment cups mm -hmm. of liquid a day. Mm -hmm. So you have to change everything that you know. Mm -hmm. Had I listened back when, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have gone through that. But then I wouldn't have gone on this journey to be there for. Right, right. So there's always there's always, always a reason. Right. Always reason, season, or lifetime. We we try to ignore that, mm -hmm. but it really is one of those edits that's true. So so would you say that not choosing to operate in your purpose cost you your life? Absolutely. Wow. You had to die to that old person who was too stubborn mm -hmm. to operate in the purpose that was designed for me mm. i had you know fortunately i didn't completely stay on the other side yes 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 because my work wasn't done right but it was enough to get my attention and it, i'm very clear i my goal is one of presence to make sure that every woman that crosses my path and hears my voice uh-huh knows that you have a, you have an opportunity to choose differently mm. put your mask on first for your oxygen and then help everybody else then get clear on what your purpose is yes and, and, you know i hear like we said dr Marley, how do i know what my purpose you have to serve you know god says three things when you start asking oh yes god something and he says three things yes no and wait mm. so yes we're happy because we get our green light and we go we said no we're kind of okay because it gives us closure but when he says wait, he doesn't mean just sit down and wait for him. You know, I hear that. I'm waiting for the mighty movement. Oh, yes. We say that a lot. Get huh? busy. Mm -hmm. what, it, what I did is, as I was going through that process, even laying in the hospital, I started reading, of course, my Bible for me, you know, to understand why am I here? What, who do I serve? Why do I serve? What's the promises? What's the instructions that I'm supposed to have on here? Mm -hmm. But then also, 
I wanted to know how do I touch other people? How do I reach people? How do I help people? So I started reading those types of books. Wow. You know, how do I improve the quality of my life? I read that type of book. Yeah. You know, or I get now we have a lot. I do a lot on tape, or not tape, but um, audio. Aud audios. Mm -hmm. So, but you got to start exploring while you're in that wait phase, because I didn't know what he had for me, and it did take. It took 15 years. I thought I was going to run out the door and be saving people. Hey, come on, let's go. Right. You know, 15 years. So 15 years from the time that from you... From the time I, I woke up. Uh-huh. Because um, I'm, I'm only 15 years old now. Yes, I'm yes, yes. 15. Okay, okay. Um, so 15-year journey to understand what truly my purpose is. I was riding on a bus in Mexico in, in Ensenada. And I had been there on a trip with my sons. Yeah, this was a couple of years back, mm -hmm. and and that ride, I looked over the ocean and I surrendered, and I've been at peace ever since. Now that doesn't mean I don't have chaos and crazy sure. in my life, sure. But I understood what my journey was and why I'm here, and I've lived at peace ever since. And so in those, I think it's been three years now. Those last three years of the 15-year journey, he's allowed pieces in place. So I'm here now just waiting for the increase. Wow. So what would you say was your biggest learning? If you had to, if you're speaking to someone right now who is contemplating their purpose, is contemplating, well, do I start to figure that part out? Do I start to live that life? What, what's the number one thing that you would say to them to help them shift in the way that you have shifted? Forgive the past. You, you, you have, it wasn't right what happened to you maybe. It, it, it wasn't maybe sometimes legal. I mean, whatever happened to you that you're still hanging on to, because I, I learned later what some of my issues came from, was my abandonment issues. Had been, a, a tech, in my mind, abandoned. Uh, right biological parents and raised me, grandparents raised me. Right. Um, I was still hanging on to that, yet at 50-something years old, still was hanging on to that. And finally let that go and forgave myself and whomever created whatever mm -hmm. and just said, God use me. And he, again, gave me that clarity to start investigating what my purpose is even about what what is my you know what am i supposed to do on my journey yes and the ministry of presence rose from that to where no judgment just sit with you be with you uh if you want to talk i listen it, it started there and it just started growing from there that's beautiful because i have as you know, I work with a lot of women and some of the biggest challenges that I see is to the roadblocks of where we're going or where we're trying to get to or what we're attempting to get to, hence the word try, we, you know, to try to lie so you're not actually going to do it, is because something happened and some of us don't even admit it. It's buried so deep down, we don't even acknowledge it. Um, some of us, we're reliving it in our minds consistently yes. 
to the point where it takes over all of the things that we do and it inhibits us so much. But I, one of the things that I hear, Dr. Marlena, is that the women say, but how? It's so hard to let it go. How do I release? I can't let it go. I'm looking for justice. I, 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 I can't believe this happened to me. Why me? I'm this. They have so much internal talk. And how? So I ask you, how did you let it go? Well, I didn't do it alone. Didn't do it alone. I did not do it alone. You sought. You sought help. I sought help. Okay. So for me, it was a we call it was a recovery ministry in my church, mm. and the recovery ministry wasn't just like we had addictions to something. It's, excuse me, we're all recovering from something, mm-hmm. and again, it was steps. It was a process, it's a process. to look at. Mm. What what has you there? One of the things I, I discovered is that my issue of control was because while I was in the womb, there was talk of uh, adoption, talk talk of abortion. I didn't know this. I didn't understand why I was trying to control. And as we went back through the scriptures and learned how to discern this feeling, how to detect what's going on with us through the word. Then I was able to kind of see clearly that I had no control over that. And yet I was making decisions based on that. Relationships, Mm. did I stay or did I go? Because I didn't want to be abandoned again. When clearly I should have gone or not been there. Right. And I just learned how from that to we have what we need. It's because it's called intuition. That's right. And I learned how to dip into my intuition and let it lead me. And it comes, but it doesn't come just because you said you want it. Right. You have to explore right. avenues to get it there. And I want to touch on intuition, but before I do, first of all, I just want to thank you for your transparency. No, thank you. It's, you know, you're, you're so connecting to a lot of the things that I'm thinking and feeling and expressing and sharing. And I, I did an article yesterday and in the article, um, it talked about, let me get it, let me get it, come on, mm. it's going to come. Okay. So there was something that, and, and, and you just gave such a beautiful example of it through your, through your, your, your story and, and to, to surrender and to seek help and, and it being a process. Um, I just find that there's so, it's so powerful and so potent that you share this story. It's so timely. I, I have at least five people that I want to already send this to that I think of immediately because of how your story has hit so many nails on the head for some people. Because there's ladies listening right now that are experiencing this right now. Yes. yes. Right yes. now. So when you talk about Oh, we're being that was it when we when you come on this earth we come on this earth pure we're taught this self-talk this this negative self-talk so in your case it was the womb it was while you were in the womb see society other people other circumstances outside of us they influence us so you overheard this one so if there's somebody who's listening that's pregnant right now speak life into speak your womb. life sing to your womb speak life into your womb 
Oh. Well, we, t- we say that, right? So yeah. I, I have four sons, mm-hmm. and they say when we're pregnant, sing to our babies, talk to them, fill them, rub them. Mm-hmm. So my situation at the time, it was one, I had a young mom. My mom was 16 when she got pregnant wow. with me. Okay. So, you know, back then in the 60s, they were taboo. Right. And so, you know, this, this younger, one thing I do know is my mom loved my dad, and she got pregnant with me because she out of love. Beautiful. But all this chatter going on around her was about you need to get an abortion. You are a doctor. Right. Even so much that when she was going to, I was born at General Hospital in East LA. Nice. They were going to. After that, they named this, uh, the TV show after me. Yeah. My grandparents were taking her uh, there. Um, she looked over at, at, her, at my, my grandma, uh, who was her, who, now God and all of it, who was her stepmom, who married my grandfather when my mom was 10. Oh, wow. Um, looked at her and said, Mama Gina, uh, I tore those adoption papers up mm-hmm. and threw them in the trash. I mean, on the ride, she had still had contemplated this. Wow. So I came out wanting to control everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if someone said I, you know, was a little too, you know, back back in the day, you didn't know being full figure was going to be a big thing. You know, the guys was like, we want you a certain way, slim, and, slim, slim and mm-hmm. whatever, and, you know, and that was all all put in my head that I had to be a certain way. I had to control my weight. I had to control mm-hmm. everything. I control my relationship. If I didn't like what you said, I didn't tell you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. my very first fiance, you know, he said, you know, back when you were 25, you just, or 21 or whatever, we were together. He was like, you were just a matter of fact, it's over. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 you know, that was one of those things you, you find out 40 years later, pretty much yeah. on, you know, not 40 years, but 30 some years later on Facebook. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, you speaking to me now? Because that back then, you was like, I'm out. Exit. Wow. No, but that was that control that I yes. didn't know, but that's because I was in the womb and I had no control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I've studied that many people, anger issues, mm-hmm. or, or it was something that happened maybe in the generations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, before they were even conceived, they're still fighting those struggles. But once you get, you get an opportunity now to address it mm-hmm. and say, that's enough. I told my kids, let me tell you before you uh-huh. give me that. Uh-huh. I told my kids, you know what, if you want to spend $150, $200 to be on somebody's couch to complain about me, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. As parents, we do the best what well, we have to work with at the time we have to work with it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not saying we're right or we're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just is. And it's up to the individual to do something different. That's it right there. Because a lot of people talk about, well, my mom did this to me, or my dad, or stepdad, or stepmom, or or these things that it's other people, and that's because their parents, you know, it's passing it on though. Generation, yeah. And what you just shared with our audience today is that we have the power to stop it. It's been so great. I'm so honored that you yeah, were able you to share this story. What I want to leave the lead, read the viewers and listeners with is what do you do now? What is your, what's in your heart? What is your passion and how are you going to continue to live that? Well, I do what I call destiny journeys. Okay. And I help individuals clear their stuff quick. 
Mm-hmm. Create a certain type of awareness for them mm-hmm. that they can surrender. Mm-hmm. If I could just put my hand on your chest or your head and just get you to let that wall come down and open up and just let God. I, I call him God, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You, you have to figure it out for yourself that what who you're calling in. But I call on him and I surrender. But I don't stop there. I read and I continue to work. And so that's what I encourage. Mm-hmm. They would like to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do um, help them clear their stuff quick nice. through a program. Nice. Um, really, really quick. We have conversation, um, but you have to put in the work. It's not something like that's magical. There's no silver bullets. I'm not going to do it for you. But they can get my book. Mm. Um, and, and read about my journey, see themselves there. There's some assignments in there. They get them thinking about how to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Rediscover Your Destiny, The Power of Possibilities to Reinvent the Inevitable. Beautiful. And where do they find that book? It's Amazon. Amazon, yes. okay. And it, because everything we need, we already come equipped with. Mm-hmm. You just have to dig in there and pull it out. Okay. Say the book one more time. Rediscover your destiny, the power of possibilities to reinvent the inevitable. Okay. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Well, this is, it's been, you've been on a beautiful journey and I am so excited. I'm, I'm glad that we met, yes, first of all. Absolutely. And I look forward to continuing the journey and however we intermingle and connect and empower because we are so on the same no. mission. Yes. God um, mission, I would yes. say. Not by happen. Right. Yes. Exactly. By so design. we give him all the glory. Divine. By design. Yes. Divine design. Yes. Right here, yes. right now. Wake up and live. We're in July. I don't know what day it yes. is. July 11th. 11. Beautiful. <laughs> 7 11. I should have known. I should have oh, known. Free slurpees today. Oh, oh really? Hey. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You heard from Dr. Merlina today on her powerful journey of how her not choosing her purpose actually cost her life and how she bounced back from that and how she's pouring into women right now through her programs and through her just being because by her showing up so powerfully she unconsciously allows and empowers other people to surrender to choose to show up powerfully themselves and to, to, to get to their purpose so that they can continue to live their God mission and have their destiny moments. So it was so great having you. Thank you so much. And for all those you already know, um, check it out. I always leave a gift in the description. So check out the description. Leave a comment. What was your biggest takeaway? What what connected to you most? What are you going to do differently now that you've heard this story? And uh, always remember, you have one life, so make it count and navigate on purpose. Have a wonderful, blessed day.